Hi, I'm Loretta Swit, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. It is that time once again. It's time for another episode of On Screen and Beyond. This is our first episode of 2017. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 439 of On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, we have a great guest coming your way Loretta Swit will be here. She was Hot Lips from the TV show MASH, and she has a new book out, Switheart, and it highlights her artwork and everything. It's a great book. You've got to be checking it out. And we've got a whole lot of things to talk to her about. Loretta Swit coming up in just a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. Here we are, 2017 here, another year and we've just got so many things going on, and I'm sure uh, I hope that you all had a great holiday season. Uh, Christmas, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year, and all those things that are going on, and uh, things are still going. I was sick over Christmas. Eh, that's not a time to be sick, but, you know, hey, that's that's what happened with me. But uh, anyways, let's get right into it. We've got a lot of things coming up on this show. Remake Madness is next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness. It looks like Dax Shepard says that the remake or reboot or whatever you want to call it of chips that's coming to the big screen will be much raunchier than the original TV show with plenty of nudity. So that's what he's saying. And you can look for that on March 24th, 2017. And let's see, the director of Arrival and Blade Runner 2049 now i got to get his name right here. Dennis Villeneuve is in talks to direct the remake of Doom. It's a big project. It didn't do well the first time. We'll see what it does this time. And that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies. Well, it looks like Kevin Costner is working on an epic western once again. And, uh, of course, he uh, did Dances with Wolves uh, back in, uh, what was the 80s or something like that. And it's just in the early stages right now at this time. So, you know, he's looking at, but he did win Best Picture for Dances with Wolves. And um, we'll see what he can do with this one. And Nicolas Cage will star in Vengeance, a love story. It goes together. It's a Gulf War vet. He's seeking vengeance against those who assaulted a single mother. And Brian Cranston, Steve Carell, and Lawrence Fishburne will star in Last Flag Flying in 2017. Keep an eye out for that one. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, Sequel City time. Taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels. Right here on On Screen and Beyond. Sequel City, it looks like The Expendables 4. It's 
spin on, spin off. They didn't know what it was going to do. They were going to do it. If not, are they? Will they? Will they? Who knows? But it looks like they're looking for a 2018 release, according to Sylvester Stallone. And, of course, Jason Statham and Arnold Schwarzenegger say that they are uh, expecting to come back to join Sly for the film. And, of course, a whole lot of other people, I'm sure. And let's see, November 3rd of 2017 is the release date for the Bad Mom sequel. It's called A Bad Mom's Christmas. This time, we'll see how they deal with the stress of the holidays. Should be funny. And on February 3rd, Rings will continue the horror franchise. And this time, it will star the Big Bang Theories, Johnny Gellick. And that's it for Sequel City coming up next on On Screen or Beyond, TV on DVD. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TV on DVD, well, it looks like in May we can look for the release of Season 3 of The Goldbergs. And Quantum Leap, the complete series, will hit Blu-ray for the first time on February 7th. And Newhart, the eighth and final season, will be arriving on March 14th. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? Movies on DVD, be sure to check out The Ultimate Legacy with Brian Dennehy and Raquel Welch on DVD on January 3rd. And more Johnny Carson's going to be heading our way on January 10th with Time Life releasing The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, Johnny and Friends featuring Jerry Seinfeld. All right, so be sure to check that one out. And look for classic films. If you are a classic film lover, 20th Century Fox has got some great ones that they released and uh, it's coming your way. They are out now, so you can pick these up, actually. Uh, some classics like Sentimental Journey and Woman's World and Zane Gray's Western Union and Sitting Pretty. So be sure to check those out if you're uh, a fan of classic movies. And if you're not, check them out. You, you might be coming. Uh, that's it. That's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. TV and entertainment time. Well, since our last show, sadly, we have had several celebrities pass, including George Michael and Carrie Fisher. I know everybody's heard these, but uh, uh, I do want to report on them. And, of course, her mother, Debbie Reynolds. And uh, she's a movie legend, so what can we say? And they will all be missed, of course. And uh, also, now at the age of 84, William Christopher. Father Mulcahy from MASH has passed away. And that's it, sadly, for TV and entertainment time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's Celebrity Birthdays. We baked you a birthday cake. If you get it to me, And you moan and groan and woe. Don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Celebrity Birthdays, January 3rd, Mel Gibson turns 62, and Danica McKellar turns 
43. Danica, of course, is one of the voices in the film that I wrote and I'm, I'm directing called Bonji Bear and the Kingdom of Rhythm. And, of course, she was also in Wonder Years. And uh, keep a lookout for Bonji Bear. That's coming up uh, hopefully sometime uh, late spring, they're saying right now. We'll see what happens with that. And let's see here. January 4th, it looks like Diane Cannon is going to be turning 80. And on January 5th, Bradley Cooper turns 42, and Robert Duvall turns 86. And on January 6th, Norman Reddus turns 48. January 7th, David Crusoe turns 61. And January 8th, Amber Benson, past guest here at On Screen and Beyond, from Buffy, and the, Va- Buffy the Vampire Slayer, turns 40. That's it for celebrity birthdays. As far as listener birthdays, well... Jamie S. of Saskatoon, Canada, will be turning 43 on January 6th. And that's it for listener birthdays. If you, a friend, or a relative are going to be having a birthday, send me the information at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and we'll all be celebrating your birthday with all the listeners here at On Screen and Beyond. And that's it for listener and celebrity birthdays. Next on On Screen and Beyond, Hot Lips Houlihan is going to be joining us. Loretta Swit from MASH, the TV show, classic TV show. And she's going to talk about that. She's going to talk about Switheart, her new book that's coming out with her artwork in it, and a whole lot of other stuff. Loretta Swit, next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond is our first guest of 2017, and she is an actress who has done many roles on stage, on TV, and movies, but we will always remember her as the feisty nurse, Major Margaret Hotlips Houlihan, on the classic TV show MASH. Along with two Emmys from the show, she has a love for painting and animals, as displayed in the new book, Switheart. It's Loretta Swit. Loretta, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. I um, I want to uh, point something out that uh, I found to be incredibly clever on the part of my publisher when we were naming the book, uh, Sweetheart. Uh, the way the letters are distributed on the cover, uh, S-W-I-T is large and bright red and there's a smaller H-E following in black, which sort of recedes, and A-R-T is in that bright red again. So at first glance, the book is called Swit Art, ah. which is, of course, you know what it is. And Swit Art, of course, is my uh, logo, uh, my I, my uh, um, my website, and uh, part of the name of... Uh, the uh, Animal Alliance. Uh, so, so uh, anyway, uh, I, I just always uh, laud Mies for doing that. I, the wonderful experience I had with Mies Hora, my publisher, mm-hmm. just a uh, man of such taste and, and um, information and experience, and I just learned so much. Yeah. Well, it, you know, like I said earlier in the intro, we all think of you as 
Margaret Houlihan. <laughs> I mean, of you know, course. it's yes, such a all classic. of us actually. I think no matter no matter what any of us <laughs> go out and do since before or during, uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, but now this is a part of you that. Many people probably know you that you did these things, do these things. But uh, mm-hmm. myself, I didn't know you were an artist. Has this something that you have done all your life, or is it something you picked up uh, after? Well, it, it's kind of in the book, uh, but um, I've been doodling and drawing and painting since I was six years old. And the reason I know I was six is because I won my first art prize. Ah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, uh, yes. Since I was six years old, I've always um, uh, loved that form of expression and it made my mother crazy. She couldn't figure out this child who didn't want to go out and play, but would rather sit at the table and draw and paint. And, you know, but mm-hmm. that was my passion since I can remember uh, as the arts were. I mean, I'd be trying the dishes and doing ballet and, you know, mm-hmm, uh, yes. or washing the dishes or whatever. And I was always doing something else connected to performing or expressing the arts. Wow. So now tell us a little uh, bit about Sweetheart because like I say it's it's not a biography, correct? Or partially or you know. uh, yeah, right. well, I mean there's certainly uh things about me uh that I wrote that Mies wrote, but um it's not not a biography as we know mm-hmm. a, a book you know, a tell-all about myself book would be, uh, it is, um, I, me says it best, and, and uh, the, the uh, subheading is uh, the watercolor artistry and animal activism of Loretta Swit. Basically, that's what it is. It's sort of a, a, a recording by, well, a little over 50 paintings, I think, of mine that tell Stories about my activism, um, certainly um, a midsection that shows pictures of me working with uh, wild animals and domestic animals and all kinds of animals, exotics and and farm animals. And but um, it's um, a way of my connecting my two passions, really, and my passion for the arts, certainly, and and my love for. Um, animals on our planet and and we talk about what can be done with activism how how you can help out and make your own footprint about this it's a need that needs to be filled and i ask people to care I'm always <laughs> fundraising and selling paintings and you know um but that's basically what the book is all about it's um Showing the paintings, uh, offering Jaclay prints. Uh, the money is all going into um, a foundation called the Sweetheart Animal Alliance, and that money will be distributed to a list of of uh, animal rights organizations that are on the back cover. Uh, people I've dealt with who are as relentless. <laughs> and motivated as I am to wow. um, end cruelty and suffering for the animals in the world. So um, um, that's what the book is about, only told through um, many of my paintings. There are stories attached sometimes to a painting. I did a painting of a white tiger that uh, lived out his life at the wildlife way station. 
a lot of people don't stop to think about what happens to exotics and forgetting the ones that come into uh, come into play through the black market, but just let's say some retired uh, circus animals or zoo animals, mm-hmm. what happens to them? Right. You know. Uh, uh, so um, uh, it's 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 got a lot of information as well. And um, um, for example, Bidawi, um, Bidawi is the oldest shelter of its kind in Manhattan. And uh, I tell a little story about how just recently they helped me place, I call them beautiful, five beautiful little mistakes. But I had five beautiful uh, puppies that never should have happened because part of our story here is ending the overpopulation by teaching people about spaying and neutering. Mm -hmm. It was a touch on in the book as well. It's it's an important part of what I do, education, you know, to teach young people so that they wind up teaching their parents about what to do. Uh, but um, by the way, uh, which most people won't necessarily know about. So I talk about by the way, and of course, they're definitely on my list. They have provided um, shelter and uh, salvation to so many animals. Uh, the puppy on the cover uh, is a painting of a Bidawee rescue. It's a Jack Russell. Oh, and nice. uh, it, it just uh, it moves me to tears to look in that puppy's eyes. And, and anyway, so each painting sort of has that little kind of story attached. In, in Bidawee's case, there's a little insert of a picture of those puppies that they, they uh, helped me rescue. They um, vet them they give them their shots, they socialize them, and the placement, they're all gone, they're all placed in wonderful, loving homes, but the Bidewe people make sure these are forever homes. Mm-hmm. You know, they uh, they um, send people to puppy, puppy-proof, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, houses, and uh, I mean, uh, it's almost as difficult uh, for them to adopt a dog as it is to adopt a child. And because, because you know, what's the point? Uh, uh, we, we need to know it's a forever home. We don't want them to say, well, we didn't know the dog barked or, you know, right, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but uh, believe me, this is, uh, uh, I'm laughing because it's true. I mean, we've, we've been told that by other, other shelters and they return the dog because it barked. Well, well, hello, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's, 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 you have to laugh mm-hmm. because, um, because you have to keep going. But part of what we do is educate a large part of what we do is educate a dog's yeah. bark, you know, but, 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 you know, we conquer that. Some, some people like the body, we people, you conquer that up front, you know, you know, everything they've been to the, the people come and they play with the animals. They stay with the animals. They work with the animals and they know what they're getting, you know, and, um, then the homes are checked out and so forth and so on. And, um, there's a fee, but, Everything is done is spay, neuter, shots, and so forth. Mm-hmm. They're getting a healthy, wonderful, socialized puppy. Yeah. And um, uh, but uh, so I there are there are people out there who work very hard, and I laud them, and I 
uh, let people know about them. You know, the reader should should learn from that, hopefully, about these people who do good um, uh, search dog rescue. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, an amazing, an amazing organization. Would they rescue labs mostly and train them, and they go out and rescue people. They're they're deployed all over the world wow. to crisis areas. I've seen I've seen footage of of a lab digging a, a, a teenager out of the rubble of a of a, um, um, I think this was um, an earthquake. Earthquake, yeah. I'm trying to remember, um, but but you know, the I met these dogs uh, at 9/11. We had this company send us uh, booties for these dogs because the the earth was scorched and hot and mm-hmm. burning, you know. And um, I've watched these wonderful animals wait quietly on the side while their handler was eating. But uh, it just um, they're amazing. They're amazing dogs, mm-hmm. and I I just uh, need to pay tribute to these people, the handlers, and those canines so so the book has a lot of information and uh, uh and a lot of my paintings which i'm thrilled to share with people there's a painting strictly for the search dog people it's called the rookie and it's a painting of a a little puppy waiting to be um tested uh, as to whether or not he qualified to be to be a search dog so it's uh it, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah, we have a actually have a rescue uh, Jack Russell Terrier Chihuahua. Have mix. you? <laughs> yes. He, he, uh, sadly, what he's kind of mix? He, he's well. He's from just, what they can figure out, he's Jack Russell Terrier Chihuahua. <laughs> interesting. Now, now there's an accident that I yes. sure was uh, <laughs> not planned. But but you adopted him, and how old is yeah. he? Well, he's getting on in years. We're not sure, but he's probably uh, 13 years. He's blind. He's had one eye we had to have oh, removed. Baby. He's deaf, but mm. there's you know there's no way we're going to get rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> he's part of the you family. You bet. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I use that very phrase. Uh, one of the paintings I was commissioned to uh, to do this painting of Tigger uh, before he died. He was getting on in years and the grandmother called me and said i want to give a painting of tigger to my kids when he passes but i'm telling you now so that i have it mm-hmm. to fill their heart you know the right. minute that happens uh, it's a inevitable and he's he was really getting very old so i thought what a terrific idea you know to be prepared with that yeah and um uh, there are Three or four commissions uh, in the book that I show. Uh, Samantha was dead, and there's uh, uh, <laughs> Fiona, this adorable little bulldog. I'm, I, you know, these are like it's it's funny. Your paintings are like children to you. Mm-hmm. you know, oh yes, <laughs> I, I'm I'm picturing some of them and giggling, and <laughs> you think this girl is losing it. But anyway, um, but Samantha was uh, dead, and um, there's a rabbit painting that I was commissioned to do for the head of an organization who was retiring and she had lost uh, the rabbit uh, a year or so beforehand. And they gave me photographs and I did a painting of 
of the rabbit. And um, it's kind of wonderful to have. I have um, one of my own. Isis was a uh, beautiful Turkish Angora that I um, that I rescued. And um, she's dead now. And I have a painting of her um, in the rose bushes. Uh, and uh, it's a, it's a kind of a wonderful thing to have, um, like like a great snapshot. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. now, of course, uh, to be able to paint um, uh, her her image and it's special to me, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, when you were on the set of Mash, and we know how sometimes you sit around and wait until it's your scene and everything, were you painting mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. set? Uh, no. Um, that I can't even really read a book on the set. Um, uh, the only thing I could do would be needlepoint, which I did do. I would make pillows and things and stuff for auction. Same thing. Any any uh, arts uh, and crafts um, that I've done was always a valuable piece to auction. You know, with an eight by ten, uh, and uh, it was it was a fundraising situation, but but that doesn't take me out of what I'm doing on the set. You know, the character, mm-hmm. the yep. the lines that I'm going to have to say when I get on, you know, and it's, I just put it down. I get thoroughly involved in a book the way I do with a script or anything. I couldn't read another script either, or. Uh, it, it takes me away too much from what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And um, also, uh, the gang was such a pleasure to be with, funs and jokes and and intelligent. And, you know, so I could do needlepoint and still enjoy conversation and, and exchange and so forth. So mostly okay. I did that. What I did at home is something else. I did sketches of all the boys, the original cast, uh, and gave it to them framed in khaki green <laughs> uh, for Christmas that year. And um, I have, um, uh, it was in People magazine, um, oh, okay. the sketches that I did of them. Yeah, huh. yeah. We've, had, we've actually had a couple of other members of the cast here on the show. We had Mike Farrell quite a few years ago and uh, Gary Berger. Greatest guy in the world. Yeah, he, oh, yeah. they're both nice yeah. guys. They were just so nice. And... Uh, so when you when you Gary uh, is quite an artist. He doesn't paint anymore. He told me he's retired from painting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but he's amazing, beautiful, beautiful art. Yeah, beautiful uh, birds. His specialty. Yes, yeah. I thought they were special. Just gorgeous work. Yeah. Do Do you keep in contact with any of the the cast members? They're my family, dear. They're my family. Mm-hmm. So you. Do you get together with them once in a while? Well, we're kind of spread out. All over uh, the country, uh, yeah. On the map, you know. Uh, Gary, uh, for example, is uh, between Florida and Connecticut, Mm -hmm. and he uh, doesn't fly. He can't fly. He just can't fly. So um, that would be difficult um, to get a hold of him. But we talk on the phone and we email. Um. David is in Oregon. Uh, Mike and Jamie and Bill are in California. I'm in New York. Uh, Alan is in New York. So Alan and I uh, see each other. Uh, And when I'm in California, I see um, Mike usually. uh, And sometimes Jamie. Jamie 
and joy. I mean, we're we're family. We know what's going on with yeah. each other all the time. Um, so um, it, it's it was such a great it show. Just, it, it, it yeah, it had it had that um, that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. The the whole set actually. Um, I'll tell you how we have stayed in touch. We just recently uh, had a friend pass, and he was our dialogue coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody just was notified, kept in touch, and so forth. And uh, uh, we knew he was ill. We were able to send little notes and stuff. It was it was a very close knit family, mm-hmm. and um, so the camaraderie that we saw on screen was real then. Uh, very much so, and, uh, and uh, you know, these are great actors, but we didn't have to act that part. Let mm-hmm. me just say that, you know. Yeah. And at times we were uh, antagonistic, you know, we were combative, and, you know, um, the boys were always teasing me and after <laughs> me, and I was, you know, um, certainly <laughs> Klinger and I, and, you know, but... Um, uh, the uh, affection and respect, yes, uh, that was just simply there. We just loved each other. Mm-hmm. Now, recently, you also received the Betty White Award from actors and others for animals, correct? Yes, yes. Oh, oh yes. I'm. So, I was so overwhelmed. Really, it's uh, a great honor. I've I've known Betty for years, and I've worked with her on so many projects, and she is such a incredible leader of the humane community is she's just a remarkable woman uh and to get an award named after her means a great deal mm-hmm. another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jeez, I mean, it, you seem... So busy <laughs> with with your books and your paintings and everything else, uh, you know. Even though we don't see you on Mash every day like we you know like we used to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh, it's it's well. Uh, you want to? You probably are leading up to what have you been up to in the theater lately? Yes, because that's of course my first love. Um, not that Mash in, in a way, <laughs> uh, people will say, but don't you love television? And in a way, Mash wasn't television. Somehow. It was MASH. Mm-hmm. Um, we shot it on film, out of sequence. So it wasn't like kind of your television show in a way. Right. Um, but no, I, um, I, I, I loved doing it. Loved, loved, loved doing it. Um, but during every hiatus, I was on stage mm-hmm. because that was like going home with the fellow who brought you. Yeah. I I love theater. That was my first love, always has been, and it still is. Is that what you intended and, um, to do when you first started acting? Absolutely. I didn't. Well, don't forget, I started a long time ago. I've been an actress for a long, long time. Um, television 
as we know it today did not exist. Uh, but television, what little there was, was in its, in its infancy when I was in drama school, drama class. There were, you had Dave Garraway, mm-hmm, and, yes. and you had uh, Captain Kangaroo, which, by the way, I did. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, yes. I sang Scarlet Ribbons, and I sang The Ugly Duckling. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know oh, that. Oh, yes. You want, you want to hear my quack? Sure. You know the song? <laughs> yeah. Quack. That's my quack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, already, I was already <laughs> interwoven with animals. Right, and, yeah. Know. But, um, so, so, um, so I was doing theater repertory. I was, that's, that, that was it. Um, the theater, 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 theater. Um, and, um, I was, uh, in Las Vegas with MAME. I was doing Agnes Gooch with the great Susan Hayward. She was my MAME. Wow. And, um, I had done a play with, uh, a friend who lived in California. When I wrapped Gooch and MAME, she invited me to come to California for a little while before I went back to New York. And I was, um, uh, well, what should I say? I, should, I was discovered. No, I, uh, while I was there, um, uh, a director, a friend of hers, said, you should go see so-and-so at CBS. And uh, they cast Gunsmoke. You're such a healthy, you know, Western type kind of, you know, whatever. And I thought, what's the harm? And I, uh, um, <laughs> I always joke about this. Uh, I woke up the next day. I was I was on the beach in Malibu, uh, but, but actually, what happened was um, I some an, an agent had seen me perform in Las Vegas, and he loved my work, and so he said while I was in California, he would represent me. He sent me to read for an episode of Gunsmoke. And I was just really blessed to have this incredible director, Philip Leacock. He's dead now, but he's a great British director. And um, that kind of got the ball rolling because before I finished that, I uh, was signed to do an episode on Mannix. Oh, yes. And then Hawaii Five O. it was the first two-parter that ever done. So these were all CBS shows. And... Um, and I was having the time of my life. Um, they were being shot on film, and it was like right. I was I was home again. Um, and um, but I continued to to do theater, and um, well, you you know the rest. Uh, I was uh, with this agent who sent me to meet about um, Mash Margaret Houlihan. Um, there wasn't even any script. It was just a meet. They were looking at people. However, my credentials that far had been heavily laden with CBS and, uh, 20th Century Fox and CBS had done a a short-lived series with Glenn Ford called Cage County. And I had done the, uh, uh, debut episode, which was received very well. So I was kind of connected to those people. I went in for the meet with uh, a lot of substantial credits uh, with with the network and with the studio. 
Hmm. Now, as far as the stage, is there a certain role that you enjoyed the most on stage? Um, I'm going to sound fickle. The, the, the role I most enjoy is the one I'm playing, uh, whatever that is. Yep. <laughs> because the only role I take on is one that I love. Mm-hmm. I don't take on, um, and that doesn't mean they're not challenging, but I'll, I'll read something, and if I feel I can bring something to it and, and, and love it, and, you know, and um, I found that out about myself when I was offered this very interesting script, but the character was um, uh, psychotic and, and um, homicidal. And I thought, well, now, <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me see. What can I love about this character? <laughs> and I worked with this wonderful um, coach and uh, uh, found ways to uh, uh, to feel compassion for her illness because she was sick and disturbed. And um, I was able to to enjoy doing the role so that it, so that people uh, watching would feel compassion and understanding mm-hmm. for her. God, I'd make a good lawyer, I think. But anyway, (laughs) I, I, I do. uh, So, so my favorite character is whatever I'm doing at that moment, whatever I've accepted Mm -hmm. to do. Now, I just finished doing Eleanor, which I do um, in a non-sequential tour. Eleanor Roosevelt. Now, I, I admire and love and respect this woman beyond the pale, and so it is just joyous. To get on stage and be her. Did, now, do you have and, to really um, study the person, or do you read up on them, or do you just strictly go with what you have on paper? Well, she she I think is like the one that I've done that with because she's I'm responsible. I mean, she was a real person, right? And I'm yeah. I'm I'm going to do my best to get her right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, but everything else has been fairly. Uh, fictitious, you know. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then you can you can interpret that the way you like. But person, you have you know people are going to say, "Oh, that, that's either that well, looks like the way, were, Yeah, yeah. Not the way I like. The way the writer uh, has given me a, a skeleton right. yes. idea. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the the most joyous experiences for an actor is when a writer says. Uh, that was wonderful. I never thought I wrote that, or I, I didn't, I didn't think that when I was writing it, or because they give us the outline, the blueprint, mm-hmm. the skeleton, and it's up to us to flesh it out, make them happy. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, uh, I know we're running out of time here, and I want to uh, just finish up with the. Uh, two or three questions here one of them is similar okay. to what i just asked you um about your favorite but in the book sweetheart is there a painting that that's sort of i know you said earlier you said they're all your babies <laughs> but is there they, one they that, really are is there one in particular that you know people should flip to see and say oh okay loretta likes this one a lot um 
really every every one that I picked to be in the book is a favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll single out. Yeah, I'll single out my own personal animals. Um, I have done a um, painting of my cat, my black and white tuxedo cat, Anubis. And he was lying amidst some colorful bedclothes, uh, animal print bedclothes and pinks. And uh, just is, uh, for me, it's a, it's a really good painting. It's uh, knowing newbie, it's, it's newbie mm-hmm. on that canvas. And, of course, I love this cat <laughs> to distraction. I mean, he is so special. Yeah. He is just um, wonderful. And he's 15. He and his uh, litter mate um, are 15, my rescues. They were uh, but such personality. Uh, I also mentioned Isis, uh, who is gone. This big, white, fat, beautiful, beautiful Turkish Angora that I rescued. And when I rescued her, she looked like a little white mouse, and she blossomed into this feather of a just gorgeous <laughs> thing. And, um, and of course, uh, I have a little Yorkie now. Um, well, now <laughs> she's nine. But anyhow, <laughs> I did a painting of her when she was a baby. And Yorkie babies are very special looking. They're, they don't look like what they turn into. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And um, it's, it's meticulous. It's almost like you can see every piece of fur, every hair of it just... And... Um, and it took a long time, and uh, so so those are three of my animals. But at the same time, uh, I I have a, a, a strong feeling um, about this gorgeous uh, part shepherd, part border collie, and just from an artistic point of view, for me, painting it was a breakthrough. To uh, so you know, uh, her name is um, uh, um, I can't think. Ro- not Ruby. It's let's like that. Uh, but that and um, and Ophelia, who was the only puppy bulldog that I painted. So so there's a very strong feeling about her. I never met her. I was given photographs. She was a commission. And what was charming was Ophelia was an adult dog when I painted her as a puppy. They wanted a painting of Ophelia, uh, not Ophelia, Fiona, Fiona as a puppy. And so I have a, a, a wonderful um, memory of of doing that painting and, and mm. having them so happy with the result. So it's really difficult um i would have to say if i if i must narrow it down for you at least uh the kids that are with me you know like newbie isis who was and uh chenamuska who is better known as munchkin my little um yorkie um they're they were mine and they are mine um um but uh sometimes it's such a challenge uh, for the artist to Put that per- personality into a painting uh, just from a photograph and not knowing the personality necessarily of that animal, but having the um, 
the owner, the companion, the uh, the animal's companion, tell you about their right, yeah, yeah. their personality, and you know, but um, hmm. well, so I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, you're right. They're all my babies, <laughs> absolutely. E- even the florals, you know, there's um, uh, a floral that's in my bedroom that I just uh, I look at it. It was again. I'm. I should have begun by saying I'm untrained as an artist. Everything you're going to see in the book is um, uh, my imagination and my my just figuring out how to mix a color or... um, And that's why certain paintings I remember as breakthrough and took me to another level of of seeing something or because your vision changes as an artist, you will, you just see, I, Oh, I can, I can tell you a very funny story. I paint Eleanor's face on me. I see, I see her as a painting and I paint her face on my face. Really? And of course I use, I use uh, teeth, special uh, teeth that were made for me. Uh, because she had large teeth, slightly protruding, mm-hmm. and um, yes, and and of course a wig, a different, um, uh, and and that it occurred to me it was so funny uh, that the artist or art, it, it, it it's all encompassing, isn't it? Here I'm getting ready to go on stage and act, and I'm painting. Right. Yeah. So all the arts really are inseparable. Hmm. But I'm I'm painting her eyebrows that are closer to her eyes than mine and longer and uh um her lips are different and you know, and uh and I, I look in the mirror and kinda of squint and I say, Yes <laughs> you know, it's Eleanor or whatever and um that so influences your behavior and mm-hmm. and what you bring to a role, her clothes, uh, how she walks, everything, and of course she was such a, um, a vibrant character to study her voice and her her manner. And sometimes Eleanor would punctuate a sentence with a big smile. Mm-hmm. And shy she was, modest I mean, she was. As you see, I was crazy about her, but um, right, yeah. uh, I, I I see the same thing in art, really, in, in paintings, I should say. Uh, all the arts seem to uh, overflow into each other. That's why the book is such a um, coming full circle for me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you'll read in the book that I... I because I was not trained and uh, I just loved it, I didn't put the value on it that a lot of other people did as I as they started seeing my work. For me, it was just wonderful and fun and a way to raise funds for my charities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, selling selling the paintings and so forth. Um, uh, whereas I've studied theater and I've worked hard and I continue I think to work hard um, the living theater that's why I, I, I love it so much you um, 
continue to improve if you have a foundation and a good craft under your belly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. uh, you will continue to grow. Uh, if you keep on doing that role, you continue to grow. You have to, because every night it's a different experience. You have a different crowd, right? Yeah, a different audience. Sometimes feeding you to go a different way, giving you some insight into a moment that is different. It's alive. It has to be different. So the challenge uh, is different and amazing every night. And, um, you know, I love it. Yeah. Well, Loretta, I want to finish up with two quick questions as far as taking us away from Swithart and your your paintings and your your acting Mm -hmm. and your stage and everything. But when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past? And what are your favorite movies now and of the past? Uh, okay, now, I'll do now first. Well, uh, you want TV and movies. TV and movies, Is yeah. that? Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, movies is going to be as difficult as um, paintings or, mm-hmm. or picking <laughs> a favorite child. Uh, my... my I, if my my favorite movies would at number at least fifty. I mean, just really, um, the uh, uh, gosh, uh, that would be impossible. Um, there is something wonderful in every good movie, and when I say every good movie, most most of the movies that we produce, I think, uh, have something of value, mm-hmm. even if it's ten minutes or. Uh, there's something, maybe an incredible shot, uh, you know, um, difficult. Now, storyline, um, some of the old favorites that everybody's going to say, oh, I love Double Indemnity. Of course mm-hmm. you did. Yeah. <laughs> I loved The Stranger. I loved The Stranger with Orson Welles, Eddie G. Edward G. Robinson was classic great greatest the greatest uh the stranger loretta young orson wells and um edward g robinson uh wonderful wonderful black and white film rachel and the stranger charming wonderful the bishop's wife charming wonderful i would say overall anything that Cary Grant ever did he made it look so easy Mm -hmm. and it was he was that formidable actor, such a formidable performer, um, m- more modern, Michael Caine, um, he can read a telephone book <laughs> and make it interesting. And there are, there are just gifted people that I sit back and admire. And, you know, you know, the Yiddish expression, kvel, to kvel means you just sit there going swooning. You're just, oh, God, is this good? You know, this mm-hmm. man is so wonderful. So that would be that. Um, <clears throat> I just recently did a uh, play called Me and Jezebel. And Jezebel is uh, played by a man playing Betty Davis. It's very interesting, very funny, very wonderful. I enjoyed it enormously. And um, I learned a lot about Betty Davis. And um, uh, I think she gave us, the uh, my gender actors, uh, actresses uh, a lot. We learned a lot from what she gave us. Um, I believe she was possibly the first actor to um, refuse to wear makeup if she was in bed waking up. I mean, uh, we've come a long way with reality on film, 
and I believe she's credited with that. Wow. And um, God bless her, because uh, she was visionary. At that point in time, they they had false eyelashes. And, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. we don't do that anymore. Everything is very real. Yeah. And... Um, so, so um, I'm way off target. I can I can talk about television now, and it gives me great pleasure to praise these people. Right now, I am totally, totally addicted to Special Victims Unit, SVU, mm-hmm. Law and Order SVU. Yep. I think Mariska Hargitay is the best actress on television. Absolutely, she is flawless. Seamless, wonderful. She totally occupies that character. I believe she goes home, takes off her gun and badge, and starts <laughs> playing with the little kid that she adopted. Absolutely believe every moment she's on that screen. Now, uh, to spread out further, the camera work, the direction, the, the writing, everything. But her comrades, her colleagues wonderful, even though they've changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so pleased that the audience is saying the same thing. This show has been on 17 years. There's a reason for that. It's great. Yeah. That's why it's on for 17 years. Mm-hmm. Now, she's lost uh, her partner, Christopher Maloney. Great, great, wonderful, wonderful actor. Uh, funny, angry, dramatic every he does it all and i believe that guy is a cop <laughs> i believe every moment of his existence on that celluloid um the, the and and the surrounding the dan florick the boss uh, captain uh they're they're rerunning these things out of sequence he was the captain for many many years i think now He's moved on or retired or whatever. Uh, great. You could know better. They're uh, wonderful. And the writing presents them all with different facets of the personality of each of those characters. It's wonderful. Wonderful. I never get bored. And thank God it is now on Netflix because commercials really make me crazy. I know. <laughs> but um, I, I, so I watch it still on Netflix and very often on their weekend marathons. Uh, they have uh, so that would be the now, and that's on television. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, films now. I just saw a wonderful film the other night, Allied, with uh, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt and yes. Marion Marion Cotillard, and I liked it very, very, very much. I thought they were both wonderful, as was everyone in the film. Um, I. Um, probably watch films differently than the the average audience and um i was with um, a few of of my friends and uh, they look to me to to see what i think as as with well, this of course is a mystery um and they said what do you think and i said blah 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 and nobody agreed with me and they said how can you and i said well that's the way I see it. This is what's going to happen. And at one point, there was a piece of dialogue, and very quietly to my friends, I answered what was just said, 
and two seconds later, another character repeated what I said. <laughs> it was like I gave him, I gave him the dialogue, and my friends look at me like, "Oh God, you are so weird." <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. Uh, so, uh, and at the end, uh, I said, "This is what's going to happen." Now, I, I had not seen the film. I don't like that I knew what was going to happen, but I don't think that has anything to do with how well they did it or Mm -hmm. the quality of the film. I just am looking at it in a different way. Right. And, uh, but all my friends think I'm, I'm a witch that burns black candles or something. (laughs) How did I know that? Or, you know, whatever. I just, um, have been immersed in film all my life. Experience. My mom, who was trying to escape, uh, took me to double features all the time. We would go to a double feature, come out uh, and have dinner, and go into another cinema and see another two films. That's four films that wow. we would just sit there and, and eat up. And I've been doing that a lot mm-hmm. all my life, all my life. And when I was uh, a reader, my first job was as a, uh, I, um, uh, I don't know, I guess I'd call it, um, what? I don't know, an aide or something in the, in the library. And I would bring books home. I'd read a book a day. And it was later in drama school that I realized that I was doing all those characters. I was reading them. I was playing men, women, children, animals. I was doing all the characters mm-hmm. as I was reading. Yeah. So in essence, I had been rehearsing all my life. Wow. I'd been watching film. I'd been rehearsing all my life. And when I sat down in my first class, everything the teacher was talking about made sense. I mean, I, I understood everything. Just like watching the film the other night, I, I, I knew what, what, what they were doing, yeah. uh, where it was going and what was going to happen. Yeah. And wow. so, um, and I love that. I, I love the challenge of it. And, uh, and I love being taken by surprise. When they throw you the, the curveball. That often. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but oh, my. Uh, I, I love being taken by surprise. Mm-hmm. And, 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 again, that is not to say this is a bad film because I, I knew it. There were no clues. Everybody had the same thing. I didn't, you know, but, but for me, I saw certain things that I thought, mm, well, maybe, mm, mm, you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, so so I, that's most recently what I saw, and I named that. Not that, again, it's my favorite. I honestly, I really think there are good things, things you can learn from. I look at all of this as fodder. You know, it's all going to feed me. It's, it's like going to school every time I see good work on that screen. And let's face it, we do great work in this country. I was was watching um, Alec Baldwin and Meryl Streep in It's Complicated the other night. Mm -hmm. It just happened to be on uh, one of the channels, and I love the film. And and I so watched part of it again. And I watching these these two at the peak of, of their talent, you know, having having dialogue together and it's surrounded by a wonderful cast. Wonderful. Uh, Steve has never been better than he is in this film. And so 
Steve Martin. I don't know if you know the film. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but and it, it's a charming, wonderful film. So there's, uh, and and yet, if I talk about anything from Spielberg, who's a genius, if I let's talk about uh, Saving Private Ryan, it's the, the, you're talking about apples and oranges. I'm not. I'm talking about film. Right. I'm talking about film. Sam Mendes, uh, the, the Road to Perdition. It's a brilliant, yes. brilliant film. And this young boy, Taylor Hockberg, Hock, Hock, Hock. Hockland, Hockland, uh, brilliant, brilliant, and of course anything Tom Hanks does, he's he's getting like, you know, Michael Caine. I mean, he just eh, these are gifted, wonderful people. And I just, you know, go back to my my Yiddish expression. I excel. I I rush to see their work, and I I uh, I love them for it. I love that they're giving this to the public, to the audience. So uh, I I I love what we do, and I say we, you know, in 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 the business, right. I love what we do. Yeah, and uh, I think it's in its way a noble profession. I think that we help the audience feel. I think that's the most important thing. We we allow them to feel, mm-hmm. whether it's happy, sad, joyous, or tragic. They're sitting there feeling. Yeah. And that's the most important thing in oh, the yeah. world. Yeah. They're feeling. Yeah. And uh and uh, you know, they just stop feeling, guess what? Hello, you're dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, Patty Patty Chayefsky wrote this wonderful piece about feeling. Um and uh how benumbed you can be at the end of the day from watching news in the morning, news at noon, news at one, news at 11, and so forth and so on. But, and, and it's generally uh, repetitious so that everybody is getting the same news. And by the end of the day, you have been bludgeoned with news and you have stopped feeling. And that's when the arts come into play. Right. I feel uh, the arts keep us sensitized and feeling and in touch with our humanity. Mm-hmm. Well, Loretta, uh, everybody should go out and get Sweetheart and see your paintings. <laughs> yes, please. And talk about, <laughs> oh, you please. know, and, and look at those pictures, that the paintings that you have mentioned, and there's so much more in there. And uh, I, it's an honor to have you on the show, and I'm glad that, uh, that you joined us and shared some time with us, and I appreciate it very much. Thank you for giving me all that time to talk about... Um, things that I love, you know, it's, um, it's, uh, living the dream. It is somebody very wise once said, pick something to do in life that you love and you won't work a day in your life. And I think that's true when you love something, uh, deeply and you have it as your, your vocation, your career, whatever, uh, you are blessed indeed because it's, um, it's a, it's a labor of love. Thank you. It's been fun. Great big thank you going out to Loretta Swit for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. And be sure to check out Switheart, her book that highlights her artwork and her love of animals and all the other things that she talked about. Be sure to check that out. And uh, we thank her so much for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. Hope you enjoyed that one. If you have a suggestion for a guest, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I'll see what I can do about getting that person on. And 
If you are on Facebook, be sure to like us. If you are uh, on iTunes, leave us a review. Got to get the word out. Best of all, tell a friend. Tell them to go to onscreenandbeyond.com. Look at all of our guests that we've had over the years here, 10 years now, and 439 guests and continuing to go strong. And it's all because of you listening. So thank you for doing that. And that's it. That's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.